Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you are here listening to us today. If you're investing your valuable time into our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your current 9 to 5 job, or if you want to increase your bottom line, be a better investor, or be a better business owner, then you must follow the number one rule in business, which is... Be of service to others. Business bros would love to help you maximize your profits by helping you find ways to be of service to more people alongside our fellow entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, a.k.a. E equals MC squared. So please join the conversation on Twitter at Business Bros Pod and newly on Instagram at Business Bros Pod and visit our website, csfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S. F-I-R-S-T And as you listen today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. Why did you get into business in the first place? What if you found a way to take action and help others make more money? And how can you take advantage of the information you hear today? By scheduling your free coaching call today. Remember, if success is for me, schedule a coaching call for free. Boom. All right, we're going to continue with part Hey, that's the first two. boom you've had in a while. I, I know, I did. I don't know. It, it's the mic, dude. I just love the boom. Boom. <laughs> I love it. So uh, let's. we're going to continue our conversation that we started on a previous episode, which was prospecting sucks, do it anyway. So you're probably going to listen to this. Now, we're recording them in order because that's just what we do. We record them in 30-minute segments. But we do have some interviews that you've probably already listened to, so hopefully you've enjoyed those. I'm sure uh, they have. I'm sure they were very informative. I mean, we haven't actually had the interviews yet, uh, but we have them scheduled one with Zabi. Yeah, Zabi's going to tell us his story. He's got a great story. Really, really looking forward to to that. I mean, well... Unless, it was actually a really great interview. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, it was an amazing story. It was. Wow! Like I, I loved every minute of it. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> it's coming up. So for us in real life, it's coming up. But for you guys, just because of how we uh, post the the episodes, you might have already heard it. So all right. And what's the other interview that we had? We have another one with Steve, and he's uh, also a photographer. Oh yes. And so Steve is uh, going to tell us all about his experience in real estate prior to becoming. I mean, uh, more of a media company. Fantastic, fantastic. So basically what we're doing here is, again, we are helping other people reach wider and wider networks. All we want to do is help you get your story out there. So if you want to be on the podcast, if you want to have an interview with us, give us a shout. Click on the show notes. Go down there. Scroll down. Click on where it says... Free coaching call? Free coaching call. You know what? We're, we're going to throw our social media feeds in there uh, so that you guys can just click on the one you like and then send us, in, send us some uh, some info and we'll, we'll sit down and talk to you. Yeah. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. <laughs> and yeah, come talk to us. All we want to do is help you reach your networks. We want to hear your stories. Uh, we love people and we are here to be of service to others. We're here to be of service to you. So come talk to us and tell your story and get your story out to more and more people and reach Reach, reach the masses. Right. We mass communicate now. We mass communicate now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, movie buffs. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We have our, we have our faves. W- what was that one? That was called. Uh, uh, I don't uh, know. Uh, I 
I am a man. Constant sorrow. Constant sorrow. But what's it called though? Like I can remember a lot of lines. Oh brother, where art thou? Oh brother, where art thou? Yeah, I was like, I'm a Dapper Dan man. Goodness, I'm a Dapper Dan man. Yeah, I can remember a lot of stuff. I just don't always remember the name of the movie. Like when the mic is on. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna see if tonight's karaoke night. I'm gonna see if they have that song at karaoke tonight. And you're gonna sing that one. I'm gonna sing that song <laughs> in honor of song. the podcast. In honor of the podcast. All right. So you're gonna drop the. You're gonna get on the mic and be like, "This one's for the business bros. This one's for the business bros." And I'm gonna have somebody uh, do the live, live tweet it. Yeah. All right. Or, cool. Instagram it or something. All right. Cool. Yeah. We're, we're gonna, gonna do start, We're gonna start doing this. All, All right. right. So uh, we left off right after. Uh, well, you know what? Why don't we just start with this quote from Dale Carnegie? He says, "Inaction breeds doubt and fear." Action breeds confidence and courage. So if you want to conquer fear, don't sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. I absolutely love that quote. I dude, it's it's so true. I mean, in in more aspects than you can think of in in going to the gym. The fact that you nobody well, very few people want to get up and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. But almost everybody feels better after they've done it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it gets the blood flowing, it gets the endorphins pumping, it gets your dopamine up. Everything that you and your body need is there waiting for you. But there is a fear and there is a trepidation about getting started, right? One is I have to get up early, Mm -hmm. right? I have to make that extra effort. I'm going to be sore. I'm going to be sore. Oh, man, I don't want to actually do all that work, right, et cetera, and so on. And, yeah, I mean, that's just one thing. How about it? How about this one, though? How about, how about this one? So many people have a fear of speaking in front of people. They do, right? So many people have a fear of speaking in front of people or singing karaoke in front of people. You know, I... Are you, did you just point that at me because we're supposed to go to karaoke tonight? You know, I you definitely know, did I not. Love, I love singing I just don't know if I like picking up the mic and singing in front of people. So here's here's why I brought that up, though. Uh, this past weekend was Thanksgiving, and I had Friendsgiving with my karaoke tribe. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was telling us about how he is taking a uh, communications class, right? Mm-hmm. So like public speaking and all that. And there were so many people in that class that were having trouble getting up there in front of people. But this guy is a karaoke fiend, right? Just like I am. And so he's uh, at, at, you know, his karaoke place every week. And going up in front of people to do karaoke and going up in front of people to speak is like so much easier now. Where prior to actually getting up and doing the karaoke, right, when... Full of doubt and fear because of inaction. Right. 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 You couldn't do it. You do it was just you, you get the shakes, you get so nervous, you're up there and like you're afraid to, to perform in front of people. And I mean, I feel the same way. I think that karaoke has actually given even me that same level of confidence where when I teach in a classroom on the weekends or when I uh, teach with our with our agents when we're doing coaching, you know, and we're doing it in, in a public forum setting, uh, these are, are things that I'm no longer afraid of because. Let's be honest. I get up and make a fool of myself every week for fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But I mean, all that is the same thing. If you get up and do it regularly, yeah, you're going to be nervous the first time. Yeah, it's going to be a little awkward, but you've gotten better and better and more and more confident. And that's where, you know, that's what Dale Carnegie's talking about in this thing. He's saying, go out and take action. No, you know, you're nervous when you're picking up the phone. You don't exactly know what to say. You might not have the script fully memorized, but you continue to do it and you learn 
there's certain, uh, I don't know, predictable things that people are going to say over time when you ask certain questions right. and you get better and better and better at answering them. And then that practice, that confidence level is going to increase for you because you're getting better at it. Yes, you get past the bumpy, the weird things that you're going to say, but I don't know about you. When somebody when somebody calls me and it's a sales call and I don't really feel like talking to them or they're not saying anything I need to hear, I'm done, I hang up and I go on to the next. I don't even remember their voice. Was it a male or female? Mm-hmm. Where they were calling from? Like 10 seconds after I hang up. Right. So the same goes for you. If you suck at it, it's okay. The person who you called is not even going to remember that you called. <laughs> right. You can call them the next day and they're not going to know any different. That's absolutely true. And, you know, the more that you do it, not only will your confidence and and your skills in presenting the information improve, but you'll also become more sk- skillful in recognizing whether this is a, a lead that you actually want to pursue. So point number five on our process here is... Are you chasing suspects or prospects? Right. Are you using? Are, are you asking questions and using scripts? Are you winning it? Are you winging it? Or are you uh, praying to the real estate gods and hoping that everything comes through? Right. Are you getting a prospect and then putting them in your drip drip system so that you never have to have a real conversation? Or are you asking real questions and actually listening to to the answers and finding a way to be of service to them? Right. Because there's a big difference, right? I mean, some people, and I've, I've been guilty of this at the beginning of my career too. I mean, I, I can talk to people relatively well, I thought. You know, at least I can hold a conversation. I was able to get business cards or contact information. I was pretty good at that. But I fell short after that point. I would put them in an email drip system or I'd mm-hmm. just throw them in my contacts on my cell phone and that would be the end of it. Right. That's done. So I was chasing suspects. I was never turning them into prospects because I didn't continue the lead follow-up process that happens after you generate the lead. Most people in sales do not have a lead generation issue. You, most of them have a lead follow-up issue. Right. Because it's picking up the phone again after and not knowing what to say or what do I talk to them about. You know, where, where's the conversation going to go? Oh, maybe they're busy. Oh, you know what? It's after six. They're probably having dinner. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what? It's 10 o'clock. They're, they're probably with their kids. We find all kinds of excuses why we're not going to talk to these people. And the connection fizzles out, right? It's like we tell people um, in, in our real estate coaching, when you have an open house, for example, and you have a, a if you follow the way we do open houses, you're going to have a good turnout in open house and you're going to get people's contact information that day when they come in, sign your, your book, you know, to make sure that, you know, they're there to see the property. You're going to get their contact information. And what most agents do is they wait a week or so, right? Or a couple days and then they're going to call and follow up with these people if they're going to follow up at all. Right. We want you to be furiously fast in your lead follow-up that same evening when you're done you call every single one of your leads you thank them for coming out you see if they have any other questions about what they're doing you ask them the probably most important question which is uh by the way which home in the neighborhood are you considering of selling right Uh uh because you never know what these people are but you follow up immediately you instead of letting the bond break between the with the connection that you made you strengthen the bond Mm -hmm. by communicating really quick 
and you get a better understanding. They understand that you're professional. And if it's a if it's a lead that you're going to categorize as an A or B lead, in other words, somebody that's going to close in the next 45 to 90 days, then you're calling them again with more information to get them the information that they need. You're making that bond stronger. You're getting them closer to the buying window. But all of that requires that you continuously follow up, that you're not chasing suspects, that you're actually going after the prospect and you're looking for, you're asking real questions and listening for real answers so that you can be of service. I can't, I don't even have anything to follow up with that. That's... (laughs) You you hit everything right on the head, and you know you just got to make sure that you're out there actually being willing to do that work. Which is funny because that leads right into number six here, which is answer the phone. Oh my gosh! Stop hiding out through voicemail, landing pages, and drip systems. Be there for the prospect when they need you, or you will relinquish their business to someone who is. Look, if someone is picking up the phone to call you. It's because they need to speak to you. That's right. They have a question. It may not sound pressing to you, but it's pressing to them. Yep. <laughs> it's important to them to find the answer. And in a day and age where, you know, I don't know why they didn't just Google it, first of all. They actually took the time to think of you and call you instead of Googling the question, the answer, because I pretty much guarantee you the answer to their question is on Google. Somewhere, I'm sure it is. Right. There's a YouTube video. There's somebody who's going to answer their question. So if somebody took the time to dial your number, right, and call you, and then if you didn't answer, left you a voicemail and you don't call him back right away, oh, gosh. you are making the mistake. It's not their fault, Right. Right. You're fortunate. You should, I mean, flip the script. Think about how what's happening here. Somebody cares enough to call you and you decide not to answer the phone. I mean, what are you telling your prospect? What are you telling this person who you didn't answer the phone for? You're telling them that you're too busy. You're telling them that you don't have time for them. You're telling them to go find somebody else. That is exactly what it is. That's the message that you're putting out there. If you let them go to voicemail and you don't follow up right away, if you just send them to your landing pages, if you just send them an email, but you don't answer the phone when they call you, I don't know what else to tell you. You, You're shooting yourself in the foot. Yep. If you turn around and you look at that client, you know, the next day and there's a sign in the yard and it's not your sign, you did that. That's right. That's right. And look, there are times when you can't answer the phone. You know, if you are, again, busy prospecting and you're in the middle of a conversation with another potential prospect, right? You don't want to give that person the impression that you're too busy for them either. You can let that voice, uh, let, let that one go to voicemail, but there's a really nice feature on most phones nowadays where you can answer the call with a text message. Yes. So just text them and say, hey, I'm in the middle of something right now. I will, I will call, call you, you back. back. And guess what? Call them back. Yeah, that's the big thing. Look, Don't forget. Here's the other thing because, I mean, we, we've mentioned in the previous episode about Jet Blunt's fanatical prospecting, and one of the things that Jet Blunt talks about in his book is setting up call blocks, right? So between... This time to this time, right, usually in the morning, maybe between 9 and 10, no one can bother me. You are not answering the phone. You are not answering emails. You are not looking at social media. All you are doing is prospecting. You are dialing for dollars. You're talking to the people on your list that you're going to be prospecting to, and that's it. 
So it's okay to do that. If you are going to send it to voicemail, I like what James said, you do send him a text message, right? But at the same time, your voicemail should say something like, you've reached me during business hours. Between the hours of 10 and 12, I am on the phone with clients. Please leave me a voicemail and I'll call you back between the hour of, you know, 11 and 12 or whatever it is. And, and, you know, stick to that. Make sure that during that time you're following up and you're getting back to the clients as pressing with, with the questions or answers that they're looking for as soon as possible. So yes, answer the phone. Anytime you have a client calling you, it is your job to answer the phone or you risk letting the business go. But again, we have too much technology today so that you can get to them as quick as possible so that you are not just ignoring them. Use those, right? But don't rely on your drip systems. Don't rely, don't let your voicemail sit there, you know, for hours and hours on end. Be sure you follow up furiously fast. Furiously fast. Don't let it sit. Don't let that uh, client who's trying to get an answer you know, sit there waiting for it for too long. Because they Remember, will get the answer. They will get the answer, even if it's not from you. Be of service. Number one rule in business, be of service to others. Do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Make it convenient. Make it easy for them. All right. You want to read number seven? Number seven. Seven, 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 seven. Mindset and expectations are 90% of the prospecting battle. Mindset and expectation are 90% of the prospecting battle. I'm just... I'm. Just right there. Mindset and expectation are 90% of the prospecting battle. It's a matter of just going into it with like, I'm going to, I'm going to get this. Like I'm going to have success. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to talk to somebody and I'm going to find a way to be of service to them. All right. Sorry. Do you expect to set an appointment when you do lead follow-up? Do you expect to take the listing when you present? Or do you follow the 50% rule? Well, only half are supposed to work out anyway. Excuses, excuses. Look, I, I love what Tim and Julie, well, mostly Julie's the one who says, I think I hear Tim say this too sometimes, but he says, if your kid came home from school, or if you came home from school with a 50% on a test, would you accept that? Hell no. That's an F. <laughs> you failed. You failed. Yet in sales, we have weird rules like, uh, it's okay, a 50% close ratio is pretty good. No, it's not. That is failing, right? If you're not looking at that and you know, if you're not looking at yourself in the mirror and looking at that ratio and saying, well, 50% of the time I don't make it, that's, that's a waste. Something is going wrong. You are not doing something correct and you need to reanalyze what it is you're doing. Are you messing up in your introduction? Are you messing up in the follow-up? Are you not pre-qualifying? What's going on that you are not getting up to 100% of your uh, of your follow-up to turn into some sort of appointment? What is missing? What I, is missing? And really quick, I'm just going to jump in here. Sorry to interrupt no, you. But this is exactly why we talked about uh, using a system like PipeDrive. We talked about this on our Motivational Monday this past week. A system like PipeDrive actually has those stages set up for you. Well, not set up for you. You set up your stages from the moment that you make contact with the client all the way to closing. Any steps that are in between, you get to decide what those steps are. Uh, obviously, in our coaching program, we have some templates set up for you already. Uh, come talk to us. Find those show notes. Click on that free coaching call. We'll help you out and get you set up with that. But if you have a system like PipeDrive, it can actually help you track exactly where you are losing your business. So if it's in 
the presenting process, you know that that's where you're losing whatever percentage of your business. If it's during the prospecting, if it's during the uh, follow-up, if it's uh, whatever stage that your sales process is in, you can actually track it with a system and figure out exactly where you're losing the business and make steps to fix that. And again, remember, point number seven is mindset and expectation are 90% of the prospecting battle. That's because the other 10% is you taking action. The fact that you actually pick up the phone and do it is going to get your mindset and your expectation going in the right direction. Your mindset will follow if you take action. When Once you have that confidence that you're picking up the phone and doing, now you can start to set expectations for yourself. Now it's, you know what, when I pick up this phone and call my, my lead that I'm working on and you know that they're close to the buying window, I'm going to set the appointment. I'm going to be able to get them on the phone and move them to the next level in my pipe drive, right? You're going to get that confidence once you start taking action. The mindset will follow after you take action, but it requires that you take action. Even though mindset and expectation is 90% of the prospecting battle, the first part of the prospecting battle is the action part. It's that 10%. 10%. The rest of it comes easy. The mindset and expectation comes easy after you've decided to take action. Without action, the mindset won't get there. The expectation won't get there. So it still requires that you take action. And that's that little 10%, but it'll get you there. And when it comes to mindset, I firmly believe the mindset that you need to have is how can I be of service? Number one rule in business, we say this over and over again, we say it for a reason, number one rule in business is to be of service to others. If your mindset is asking yourself, how can I be of service to this person, you are not coming at it as, how can I sell this person on what it is that I'm that I'm selling? How can I, how can I sell them? How can I make them buy? It's how can I be of service? How can I help this person? Right. I mean, I got one more Zig Ziglar quote here. You were born to win but a winner but to be a winner you must plan to win prepare to win and then expect to win right you have to take action you're not going to get there without a plan you're not going to get there if you're not prepared in other words if you're not if you don't have your scripts memorized if you're well i can't even say that if you don't have your scripts internalized if you're not willing to take action and move in the direction that you want to go you're not going to have the confidence therefore you're not going to expect to win you can do it if you set your mind to it. And then if you take action, your mindset will follow. That's right. And that leads us right into into number eight here, which is I love prospecting one. requires courage. Don't be a wimp. Don't be a wimp. It's supposed to be hard. That's why it's called work, not vacation. Do the work. And you know what? Mindset and expectation being 90% of the battle. Well, you're already ha- you're already 90% of the way there. Have the courage. Do what you need to do. Do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. I don't care why you got into business. And you, you, if you got into business, uh, in into real estate, or you got into insurance, or you got into any self-employed business to not work, you're not going to be in business long. <laughs> That's it's true. Just, it's just the way it is. When you look at the people who are on top of their game, who are successful in your industry, 
they're they're there because they're in a cruising altitude mode, right? They're there because they've already put in the work. They're there because they've already started to fill their pipe and they're focusing their attention on just filling the pipe. Everything else that's done for them, all the paperwork stuff, all the handling of the monotonous, tedious business things are being done by their admins. They're focusing their efforts just on their book of business, just on their lead follow-up, just on their pre-qualification presentations. That's about it. Everything else is being done by by their admins. And it looks easy because all they're doing is replacing the little pieces that move off their off their one board off one of their boards onto another board. So as a deal closes, they replace the one deal. As a lead moves into contract, they replace the one lead. And it's a lot easier to just replace what they're working on than to have to build it all up. You're at the beginning, so it's a lot of work to build up the pipeline. It's a lot of work to have those 10 listings at all times. But once you have 10 listings at all times, when one or two close at the end of the month, all you got to do is find one or two more. That's right? it. So it's going to look a lot easier once you're there, but you do have to bust your butt. You can't be a wimp. It's called work. Get out there and start to build that pipeline so that you can reach cruising altitude so that you're going to be the one who looks like the successful one because you have a system in place and you're working the system. I remember when I was a kid, People used to ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? You want to know what my answer used to be? Nothing. I want to sleep all day and get paid for it. <laughs> that was what my answer Did used to be. Did you find it? <laughs> Not quite yet. <laughs> but, you know, here's the funny thing is we always talk about how when your money works for you, I'm sorry. When you're, yeah, when your money works for you and you're not working for money, that's when you're rich, right? right? And one of the things that we talk so much about is generating that passive income, that passive cash flow, where you're not spending, you're not trading time for money. Your money is just working for you. You've got your your little golden soldiers out there doing all that work, and eventually you get to a point where you can sleep all day and make money. Yeah. Right. But to get to that point, it takes work. It's not going to happen overnight. There is no get rich quick scheme, right? If you want to get rich quick, get rich slow. Absolutely. Do the work. All right. Point number nine, which is probably, I say this about all these points because they're all good points. They really are. But this one is more in line with our number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others, right? Number nine, be more fascinated by your prospect or client than you are with yourself. Make it all about them. Make it all about them. I, I love this one. Um, and this is really something that I, I believe I have taken to heart uh, again over the past three months, especially four months, you know, um, where there, there, there's been a shift for me in my life where I really have taken such a genuine interest and love for people. There was a time in my life where, uh, you know, I was kind of cold-hearted, didn't really want to make attachments, uh, really just wanted to kind of skate through life. I thought things were going to be, you know, pretty uh, pretty easy, whatever, and, and I was just, you know, this is cold-hearted asshole, honestly, yeah. you know, uh, but it was... Yeah, you remember. <laughs> but it was, it was, you know, stuff that was going on in my life, and things have <laughs> very significantly changed, and, you know, especially in the past... I'm going to go back even as far as six months, you know. Uh, things have really changed for me where, like this says, it's not about me. You know, I think I put out a, a, a tweet, you know, about it's not about you. 
None of it. It's it's not about you. Make everything about the people that you're talking to and approach it from a place of wanting to know about that person, right? The Ford script. Ask about them. And don't just use the script just to keep the conversation going. Actually give a shit about what they're saying. Yes. Like listen to them and genuinely care because you know what? When you're just asking the questions just to ask the questions just to keep the conversation going, they know. They know. They know when your eyes are glazed over and you're not really listening to what they're saying. Listen. Listen. Take it in. And you know what? Open yourself. Be vulnerable. And love them instantly. Because you know what? People are people and we're all imperfect beings trying to make it. We're all on the same journey. We're all on the same floating rock. You know Most what it is? Most people are good. Most people are good and just come to it, you know, come to these conversations and to these networking events and everything that you're doing from a place of love, from a place of being of service. You know, it's funny. I thought you were going to go into the Listen, Linda. Listen, listen Linda. Linda. Oh, God, that's such a great video. <laughs> listen, Linda. Li- li- listen, listen, listen. Li- All right, so dude. great. Anyway. No, that was, dude, you're right on. And And the funny thing about that is I think this podcast actually has made that transition for you which is I which agree. is really cool because i dragged you into this you did <laughs> you did and you know you're absolutely right because uh one thing that i did just a minute ago uh again this is going to be kind of funky because let's see we're probably going to play this episode after those two interviews that we're going to have yeah but one of the things that i did on my phone as we were sitting here was make the time put it in my calendar for the interview to make sure that i'm there because I want to be a part of it because I want to know Zabi's story. Right. 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 Because I I met him and I instantly love that guy. He was good. Like he's he's I, a good guy. He's, he's a, he can tell you there's such a heart there. So anyway, really looking forward to uh Well, that's perfect because this is number 10. And number 10 is create raving fans. Ooh, yeah. Do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it and do it at the highest level. Uh, at the highest level, anyone's ever done it. And that's what you're starting to do is is you're starting to really be of service to others at a level that no one's ever done it. And you see it all the time. I mean, I see it in your personality. We see it on we hear it on the podcast um, between the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and all the work that we're putting into this stuff. And in all the interviews, everybody sees it. And what people don't see, but the agents start to see in what we're doing with them and, you know, coaching all the insurance agents is that they feel how much you actually care. And that's that's this uh, Chris Murray quote. We're going to finish it off here at the end. Make sure that make sure everyone who works with you or for you feels the need to tell others about the incredible experience. And that's what I think is really coming out about everything that you've been doing is that everyone around you knows that you're that you're not telling them to do things because you're the boss. You're telling them to do things because you want them to win. Yeah. Because you want them to be successful. And you want the people who they're helping to be successful. That's and right. they all know it. Absolutely, 100%. It's not about me. It's not about just putting the money in my pocket. Am I going to benefit from this? Am I going to make profit from this? You know, of course. Ideally, that's the point. Yeah. Right? I don't want to do all of this for free. But the better job I do of making someone else successful the more successful I'm going to be. And that's my purpose. My goal is to be of service to others, to make sure that they have all of the resources and all of the confidence and all of the networks and everything that they need to really go out there and make it happen. 
So check it out. We want to hear your story. If you're a real estate agent out there, we want to go to your open house. We want to sit down and talk to you. We want to get you on the show. We want to give you a coaching call live on the podcast because that's just kind of what we do anyways. Free coaching call. So let us know. Follow us on Facebook at CS First, or you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Business Bros Pod. You can go to our website, csfirst.com, and uh, check out previous episodes of the podcast. All like, uh, I think we're like at 90 something episodes, so that's kind of yeah. cool. Rock so we're going to have the 100th one, and know, we'll do like some little yeah, Simpsons 100th episode or something. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, you know, make sure you guys, uh, if you have any questions, you can always reach us via email, Hernan at csfirst.com or james at csfirst.com. But that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out.